Hey, it's Mark Kinsley with the Dos Marcos podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different because Rob Stott, the host of the Independent Thinking Podcast, which is Nationwide Marketing Group's podcast, had us on his show turn the microphones around on Quinn and I, and this is that episode. We wanted to play it because it was kind of a fun format, and it's a great reminder to go check out the Nationwide Marketing Group Independent Thinking Podcast. You can find it in the menu under Media Center at nationwidegroup.org or go to your podcast app, search for independent thinking. You're going to love it. Thanks, Rob, so much for having us on the show. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. All right, we're back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and uh, worlds colliding. Uh, I've been waiting for this. We've been talking about this since since uh, Nationwide launched our Independent Thinking Podcast, but even before then, I think, uh, you know, even prior to, to me joining Nationwide, but really excited now uh, to have Dos Marcos, Mark Quinn, Mark Kinsley, uh, joining the Independent Thinking Podcast. Guys, hey, I, you know, we're all locked up here, but I, I appreciate you finding time and, and fitting the Independent Thinking Podcast into your schedules. We love it. Are you kidding? We were uh, fired up. We've been talking about it to your point for a while. And Kinsley and I were thinking to ourselves, how can we screw up his podcast just as bad as ours? And the only answer to that is to be on your show. Yeah, and I, I can uh, I would put money down at this point that we can really do some damage here today, Rob. And uh, <laughs> we'll tread lightly. We'll tread lightly. No, but. Uh, you know, I the way I've been thinking about this is like I, it kind of feels like that Dick Wolf universe, NBC. You know, he's got all those Law and Order shows, and we've kind of been existing in this, you know, parallel universe. And uh, now we get to finally have our crossover. We got Law and Order, uh, you know, SVU crossing over with whatever, you know, uh, his Chicago. That's what it is. His Chicago world. He's got Med, Fire, Police, Doctor. I, I don't know what other. Uh, you know, industries he can pull into it, but uh, we're, we're finally having our Dick Wolf moment here with our podcast. So it's pretty cool. I've been looking forward to it and excited to do this. We, we kind of jokingly say, but also half serious, that we have the world's, well, actually the galaxy's greatest mattress industry podcast. And so now we are on the galaxy's greatest podcast for independent retailers. See that? By far. It, it is a collision. I mean, if this is like galaxies coming together, who knows what can happen? We actually had an astronaut on our show. You've had Mike Massimino on your show. Yeah. Yep. We had his friend, Chris Chris Cassidy, who's currently on the space station. He just did a spacewalk. And so these guys have been in the galaxy. They understand what's going on, and we'll take that endorsement, even if they didn't <laughs> give it to us. Uh, you know what? We, we, we were, um, I don't know what the right word for it is. Uh, my son would call it simpy. So when we talked to Mike Massimino at the Nationwide event, we had to name drop our astronaut with him, right? Because I called Chris our astronaut. He was on our show. And Mike Massimino says, Kinsley, he said it. You, you heard it. Um, I don't think I even heard it. I think you were telling me about it. He said, he's a great astronaut and he could kick my ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chris was a Navy SEAL. So that's pretty funny. Oh, that's great. And I, I mean, Massimino, you talk about I've never really been awestruck talking to someone or having having guests on. No offense to you guys. I'm not awestruck. I think it's because I know you guys so well at this point. But no. Join <laughs> the club, having, Rob. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, to know us is to not be awestruck. We get touche. it. <laughs> no, we but told that all the time. <laughs> having an astronaut, I, I'm sure you guys could probably, uh, you know, feel, you know, say this as well. It was Really, I, I mean, I had the questions lined up. I went through them, but like I, I sat there giggling half the time because I was like, I, I have an astronaut on my show. This guy has literally been out of this world, and he's sitting here talking to me about what that experience was like and trying to relate it in some way. And he, to his credit, he did it beautifully, uh, relating it to independent retail and, and like business lessons that that our members could take away from you know his experience fixing the Hubble telescope. It's just crazy. Yeah, I you know one of the things. So I was really excited whenever Massimino retweeted me because I took a picture, I jotted down a few things he said during his speech, 
when we were at Nationwide Primetime in Houston. And he has over a million followers. He retweeted it. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but, you know, w- one thing that I consistently see from astronauts and people that talk about speaking with astronauts is how awestruck they are whenever they get out of this world and they reflect back on our planet. And it's not some hippy-dippy, granola-grinding, put a Subaru out on the road type of mentality towards the Earth. It's like like feelings of God injected in them, and they see our Earth in this whole new way, and they want to protect it because it is this, this paradise. And they get to watch it live and breathe and change from a vantage point that almost nobody gets to experience. And they're all like that, every single one that I've come across and all the people that I've talked to that have spoken with astronauts. You know, Kinsley, to make your point, one of the things we asked Chris was, so you're up there for six months because he did a tour already. And I said to him, so what do you do? Like for six months, you're up there. Like, how do you entertain yourself? I mean, I mean, you think you just go stir crazy. And he said, I look out the window. He said, we watch movies and listen to music and stuff. He said, but I look out the window. You don't get to see that view every day. He said, you can just stare at planet Earth and just have this thing, you know, this overwhelming sense of wow i thought that was a pretty cool way to explain what kinsley just said but yeah no i mean i I, only a handful of people have ever been able to to stare out the window from space looking down on earth and uh, i think the way that massimino put it you know he used to view himself kind of as he grew up like his vantage point of where he was a resident of kind of expanded obviously you know growing up in new york to to then having the patch on his shoulder um you know, as an astronaut, the American flag patch and thinking of himself in, in that regard as an American citizen and then going up, you know, in space and seeing it, you kind of it goes even further and says, you know, that he was a citizen of the world. And to like you, you both said, you know, thinking about it as, you know, needing to protect this planet just because of the, the look he got on it, looking down on it. But um, we could go on talking about space and astronauts, I think, for a while. But, you know, I, we'll focus it in a little bit. Um, now, before we dive into the obvious stuff, I, you know, I want to really uh, get to talking about the podcast. Uh, tell us each a little bit about, uh, you know, each of you guys and, and your backgrounds, how how Dos Marcos came together, um, you know, and, and sort of how you guys came up in this industry. We'll start with you, you, Kinsley. How about oh, we start Quinn. with me and I tell you about Kinsley? Uh, and then Kins- we could do that. How about that? Go. The, the interviewer teed it up in my direction, so I get to take the first swing. <laughs> Not used to this. Okay. You're not going to be as nice to yourself as I would. Uh, so Mark Quinn is my hero, number one. Uh, no, and he, he knows it. So he actually brought me into the mattress industry um, as a younger, younger guy uh, than I am now. And he was my client because I was working at a marketing agency and he worked at Leggett and Platt and handled marketing for them. It's, of course, a big Fortune 500 company, four and a half billion dollars in revenue. And so it was super fun for me to, to get involved in the mattress industry. And I thought in the beginning, I'm like, number one, like me and this, this new client of mine, like we get along great. We're having a blast together, but we're going to be talking about people that bend wire, you know, springs. <laughs> like bedding components and you know it's just one of many clients that i had and it ended up being my favorite account my favorite client and my favorite industry that i was a part of the mattress business and so through you know a series of events and turns uh quinn and i just kind of took off um we started the podcast when we were at leggett for a property called sleep geek which was yeah (laughs) he he didn't want to do it well, I mean, come on, Rob. Aren't you like, okay, mattress podcast? People are going to rush to that. Yeah, one. that's that sounds highly engaging, highly entertaining. Like, well, what our do you joke, talk about? <laughs> well, our joke with people always is, you should listen to the podcast. It doesn't suck as far as mattress <laughs> podcasts go. It's not not, not as bad as you might think. Anyway, Kelsey, keep going. I had a radio background though, so I did a daily talk show for four years, every single day, two hours of talk. It wasn't it was not music, and I'm like, man, don't worry about the, the formatics or the subject matter, we can take the mattress industry and it's a vehicle for talking about this really cool space and talking about business and marketing and all the fun stuff that goes along with that. And so we did it for Sleep Geek and Sleep Geek was dedicated to helping retail sales associates get better at their job and connect sleep to the mattress and the products that we sold. And so it was really there to serve the RSA and, and serve, gosh, in many regards, independent retailers, just like we're doing now. 
And uh, so Quinn eventually left to start Spink and Co. Um, and then I took his role at Leggett. And then now, you know, he's he's running his business and I'm running Englander. And uh, we just continued doing what we were doing. And on our 100th episode, so we did 100 episodes before we ever brought on sponsors and Nationwide became our first sponsor. And we're like, this is a perfect sync up of ideas because you guys serve independent retailers. We're trying to help people understand the mattress category, get better at it. And uh, now here we are today on the world's greatest independent retailer podcast. <laughs> well, huh, what can I say? No, I brush my shoulder. <laughs> did I capture? What did I miss, Quinn? Did I? No, miss I know. Anything? I was going to say, Quinn, any gaps to fill in? No, I don't think so. I, I, I was in the industry since I was 23, and so I was with Sealy and Stearns and Foster, and then went to Serta. Uh, and then, as Kinsley said, we met when I was at Leggett, but when, when Kinsley came aboard, it really was, here was this younger guy and tons of enthusiasm. And so he, he says that about me being his hero. I would tell you that um, it's probably the same the other way. Like, we, there's a ton of respect, and people don't, like, I don't know if they understand how genuine the affection we have for each other is, but we care about each other a lot. He's a very close friend of mine on top of the fact that we get to do the podcast together. So um, I get incredible amount of energy from him if I have a problem or I need to think through something or we talk about Dos Marcos together. Um, time flies. It's one of those things. And we just I, it's just awesome because you, you find people that you just have a groove with, but also can feed you and look at things differently than you do and challenge you and hold you accountable. And all of those really important things um, that add to your life. And so if he was just like I was or thought just we, we share a lot of common thoughts. Um, one of them was the idea around the podcast, which was let's help people. Right. So we love curators of cool stuff. That's a, a thing Kinsley kind of brought in terms of vernacular to us. But let's find the really cool stuff out there. Let's celebrate good behavior. Let's promote the industry in a way we think that it needs to be represented. Let's get everyone on the same team. Let's get them to understand that we are on the same team in the furniture and the mattress industry trying to be out, you know, other types of things like vacations and remodeling your home. And so let's teach and celebrate good behavior in this industry. And that's what's happened. And it's been so awesome because all these people have come to us, um, even nationwide, the relationship we have with you, some of your members, Kinsley and I just get overwhelmed how grateful we are when we sit and talk to those guys and they teach us, right? They're teaching us about what they do. They're teaching us about what works for them. And then we can take what they give to us and share it with everyone else. We're in a unique position to that because of the media platform. So I don't know. It's just been awesome. So, um, again, I kicked and screamed going into it. Kinsley's like, no, let's do it. And thank God we did because we've had a lot of fun. So at Kinsley, what, 150 episodes now? or uh, We just cracked 160 episodes, and they're okay. all up at wow. mattresspodcast.com. If you want to go back and just get caught up, it shouldn't take you very long. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a little bit uh, longer than Game of Thrones. You know, go go through Game of Thrones twice. I think, what, they had 70-some episodes. So it's oh, a little bit longer, yeah. you know? Well, similar. And, and the difference is no one dies on our show. <laughs> That we're aware of. To date. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know what happens if you write off a mark or uh, like how you can't even script something like that. Uh, it's just, uh, you know. Uh, well, this show isn't over yet. Your point, <laughs> right. so. We'll see by the end of this how it, how it happens. Um, no, but to, to your point, though, uh, this kind of and this goes but I, I can kind of talk about it from a, a trade media background perspective. Um, you know, people are listening to you, but it, it's really in turn kind of that. The, the satisfaction that you get as a storyteller, being able to talk to people about the things that they're doing so well and, um, you know, highlighting the the things that work for them I, at times too the challenges, you know, the struggles that, that they're going through. And I think of late, maybe there's nothing, you know, that, that's been a lot of the talk is the challenges that the, the industry is facing, but, uh, you know, finding those stories, you know, what's it like for you guys to, to find those stories and, and, you know, cultivate them. I know, you know, we, obviously the nationwide relationship, we got a lot of mattress guys that, that we can send your way, but you know, you got to want to tell, they, they got to have something to tell. So how do you, how do you find those stories and then pull it out of them? Uh, you know, in, in this kind of interview setting. Well, I'll, I'll speak to it first. It's, it's just what you said, Rob, if you come across somebody and you, you do a little digging, you're kind of mining for information and there's no story there. It's not really going to work that well. You know, we are storytelling 
animals. Like that's how we relate to each other and pass along wisdom and knowledge. And so, you know, for example, when we had Rick Anderson, who was president of Tempur-Pedic North America, you know, Rick had a great story to tell about coming from a background at Duracell batteries. And he lived through the Energizer bunny battle from a marketing perspective. He gave us all this insight into the Tempur-Pedic brand being worth three and a half billion dollars stripped of any assets. He had a great story to tell. Uh, we came across a guy named Jesse Cole and Jesse wears a yellow tuxedo. His baseball team he owns is called the Savannah Bananas. They have parking lot penguins. They have grandma beauty pageants. They hold up babies in center field and play the Lion King music. They turned baseball from boring to exciting. And he had a great story to tell. So we had him on the podcast. We just had David Sachs, an author of The Soul of an Entrepreneur. So these, it's been amazing to me. And, and I'm so um, humbled and just grateful to people because it took a while. Right. And we started very focused on the mattress category. But now I think we've been able to kind of magnet some people in uh, um, that are adjacent to our category, but have lessons all of us can use. But we definitely use the mattress industry as our vehicle and we try to map it back to that. Uh, and it all comes down to people having a great story to tell. And Quinn, talk about this. When we sat down at primetime the first time, we did 20 podcasts and most of it with nationwide members. And most of them didn't think they had a story to tell. It's so true. Um, it, and part of the, the reason for the exercise, Mike Whitaker um, had a great idea in, in having us do 20 podcasts because the theory was that everyone out there has this great story to tell. But you go to their About Us page. Uh, Whitaker has this great thing where he has re independent retailers come in and he scrubs their About Us page before they get there. And then he talks to them about that when they're in the session, the leadership session with them. When we sat down with those guys and we got them, we drew them out and had them tell their story, it, it blew us away. We would kind of, at certain points, even in one of the learning sessions, this guy was like, yeah, we had this Amish furniture and we go to this farm and these people do it. And Kinsley and I inevitably always kind of look at each other and go on, this guy's got a great freaking story. And sure enough, you go to his website and it's like, we believe in quality furniture at the lowest prices. And we're like, no, don't say that. <laughs> Very you know, cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah, you have so much more to say. So we love um, geek out on the fact that we can like bring that out. And then we try to say to them, listen, if you're going to win in your market, it is really important you connect to people. And the best way to do that is to share part of who you are. Talk a little bit about your family if you're comfortable with that. But tell your story because people – connect to you to the degree that you you have common ground with them right and there's so much discourse in, in in the country right now i really think that's that's a solution for that too rob because if people were just like sit down and have empathy and try to learn about other people's opinions or learn about other people's businesses in this case it's amazing how much affection you have towards them once you know oh my gosh i love dogs too or oh my gosh and so anyway we we think that's a really cool part of what we get to do is how people kind of come to that point well, it's that, it's that human element. Like when you're on a website, I mean, yeah, you're trying to transact, you're looking for product, but especially uh, and maybe almost exclusively when, when you're talking about independent retailers, uh, it, it's that added human element that really kind of distinguishes them from big box and going to sort of these corporate stores where there is no fate. It's you're, you're walking into blue shirts, orange shirts, whatever, what have you. Uh, whereas, you know, when you're shopping local, you're you're helping that family, you're helping, you know, those employees. And I, I mean, you kind of, I get wanting to imitate big box in a, in a sense and just sort of the convenience and maybe price as well, of course, but you know, it's that human element and, and being able to be personalized that, that really separates these, these members, these companies, these retailers, and uh, they, they got to exploit that, you know, you, you kind of show that on your website and what better way. There's an old uh, story I tell about, um, my friends, Ray and Kathy Crane, uh, Crane's Mattress up in northern Ohio. And I, w I got to work with them a few years back. And we really dug in, like, what makes your business unique? And I just kept turning the screws. Thank Thankfully, Rob, you know, I mean, Ray and Kathy were like, we want to do this. We want to do this hard work. And so I just kept pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. What really makes you different? And it all came down to their family, their family-owned business. And I said, great. Your family-owned business. Where's your family on the website? Is your family in all of your advertising? If you you can't just say one thing, you have to prove it. 
if that's your position and that that's what makes you unique, then let's prove it in everything you do. People will get to know you. They will trust you. They will want to do business with you. You will become a preferred place to shop. And sure enough, you know, they we worked with them. They had meaningful and significant uh, kind of advancements in their business. They stepped away from it. I stepped back and it was like they had to kind of take it and, and run with it. And they paused for probably six, eight months and didn't do anything. And they said, OK, let's trust the process. Let's trust the system that we set up. And they started doing it on their own, writing these really creative radio spots where Ray and Kathy, proving that they were a family, were on audio together or on camera together and doing these wacky things where Ray was kind of the one that was like all about the numbers and Kathy was kind of having these crazy ideas. And they took this like template, this idea, and they really blew it up. And I got to see Ray and this big smile came across his face and he said, I said, well, Ray, how's, how's it working though? He goes, business is really up. And, you know, you, you talk about putting yourself out there and putting your family out there, putting a face on the business because that is your differentiation. Time and time again, we talk to retailers all over the country, even Stephen Stone, one of your members. Stephen Stone said whenever Alana started going on camera as the face of Bedmart, they had high double-digit uh, increases in sales. So it is your differentiation. And I think now more than ever, as people have seen restaurants and bars and businesses closed, even temporarily, some of them are coming back, some of them aren't, Yelp said 41% of people on their platform, businesses, closed permanently. Wow. So when people see this in their neighborhoods and they understand the impact of vacancies and the impact of lack of texture in a neighborhood because that business is gone, I think people are going to want to support that if they're reminded to do so and if they're giving a compelling reason to go shop there. So let, let me kind of add on to what Kinsley's saying. So if you think about um, big box compared to independent retailers, independent retailers are actually in ways much better suited to become preferred over the big box as a place to go. And here's here's what I mean. And here's how you know. So everyone listening to this, that's an independent retailer. I want you to think about your favorite brand. So it could be Apple. It could be um, Ford, right? You could have been a kid that grew up with your dad, like remodeling cars or remodeling, reworking cars, reworking engines. So you feel something towards that favorite brand. It could be Rolex. It could be anything. And so the question I have for everyone listening is, do people think about your business or do they feel something about your business, right? So if you think about going out and asking 10 customers, um, maybe people that have done business with you for the first time or, um, no, not the loyal 10-year guys, um, but say, why did you come here? If the answer is because they saw a sale or there was a special offer, that's fine because it's advertising and it's part of the game. But... If they came to you because they connect with you in some way, because they saw the ad with your kid in it, because, you know, they they like the fact that a, in Stone's case that Alana, a female, is running the company and they think that's awesome that women are in power positions. Whatever those little things are, if they feel something about your business, you then become one step closer to becoming a preferred place to go and not a transactional place to go. And when you when you flip the switch on that, that's where the gold is. And Kinsley and I kind of joke, but the real value in business or in life, right? It's in the intangibles. It's not in, hey, we got to deliver stuff right. We got to have quality. That's all price of entry stuff. What are you doing to connect people to you and make them feel something towards your business? Right. And that that also all goes back to the the storytelling and kind of the the things we're trying to help you know, members and, and brand, you know, vendors as well, the brands out there tell their stories and, and make those connections. Um, because, uh, you know, like you're saying, a, a, a sale, uh, you know, saving a couple bucks is, is great. You know, the convenience of being able to get it in a certain amount of time, that's awesome. But it's once you get past that, uh, and once you kind of make that connection that you're not only getting that sale that day, but you, you're potentially earning a customer for life. Um, so that, that recurring revenue of having them come back and, uh, you know, not even themselves, but making the the recommendation to others that they know that are close to you that that really adds the value of what you know. It, it all comes down to being able to tell your story uh, and make that connection. So, um, great. Well, we we've kind of touched on it a little bit here, but beating around the bush of 
the challenges we've all been facing. I know, like we said at the top, the last time we all saw each other was Houston uh, in primetime, and a lot's changed since then. Um, you know, as far as the podcast and maybe even to, to businesses for your, your businesses, uh, you know, what's what's life with COVID been like? And, you know, I'll throw it to, to you first, Quinn, this time. Yeah, so I don't know. We had a downtime. Uh, a long period of downtime, uh, Kinsley and I, in terms of our media platform, took the time to do some strategy work. And, you know, like, it's not downtime. This is a gift. Time is a, a finite resource. So we took it and we maxed it out. And we did some stuff that we'll be talking about later, but um, pretty cool. And we got to work on some things together. In terms of business, uh, of course, we shut down at Spink & Co., Sherwood Betting Company, um, makes all of Spink's beds. So I started doing some consulting with work with Sherwood. Um, and so all of our factories were shut down, but now um, that things are coming back, we're incredibly busy, you know, a couple of weeks behind actually in order. So it's come roaring back. Um, I think the luxury side, Rob, less than the velocity price point side, um, people are trying to um, probably be careful a little bit too, because the future is uncertain, but that's it's come roaring back. And I've heard that from a lot of people. Kinsley, how about you? England or kind of similar? Yeah, very much the same. Uh, you know, we at one point had less than half of our factories shut down. A lot of them pivoted over. We started making PPE, primarily masks, and that kept them alive as essential businesses. We were pr providing mattresses to hospitals and places that had mattress needs. And so that was our core focus for a very fair, you know, fair amount of time. Uh, different states had different mandates because we have 11 factories spread out across the U.S., and so there were very different conditions state by state. Um, so we were able to get all of our factories back up and running and open. And in some, you know, have continued to make PPE where necessary. Uh, but the mattress demand really kicked in. And we've kind of talked about some of the theories around that. I mean, if you're a if you're at home and you still have a job and you're lucky enough to have a job, you probably have more disposable income because you're not traveling. You're not going out to bars and restaurants. You're not doing youth sports. There are a lot of things that kind of normal expenditures that have put some disposable income back into the bank account. And I think for travelers, kind of road warriors like us that spend a lot of time out, of course, we're in the furniture and mattress business and we might pay attention to those things more, but the majority of people aren't. And they are staying home, sleeping in their same bed every night and saying, this thing is awful. And if this is going to be my nest and I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here, I'm going to spend money on it. That's why we've seen like shortages in landscape materials. And, you know, at our factory level, we kind of ran into some supply chain uh, hiccups that, that the industry as a whole is having to work out. One of them being non-woven material that, that are primarily used for pocketed coils and some other applications in a mattress. Well, non-woven was being used to make PPE. And so there were shortages of non-woven um, we saw some of the suppliers in the industry have trouble getting people to come back to work because many people were making more money on furlough or unemployment. And so we've run into some different supply chain issues that seem to be getting fixed now um, and flow through factories is starting to increase. Demand at retail has definitely been there. And, and the good news has been um, people have been able to discover, especially at the retail side, some new and interesting ways to handle how people want to shop. I've heard a lot of retailers, especially in the nationwide network, that move to a appointment model. And in the appointment model, if you make an appointment to get your teeth cleaned, you guys are walking out with that free floss and your new toothbrush and your teeth are going to be clean. Like you made an appointment to get something done. And so I think when people make those appointments, they're coming in, um, they're going to buy a mattress or furniture. Uh, they're there to get it done. They're not there to shop around. And they're probably we're probably going to see some higher average tickets because people want to limit exposure. They're not going to jet over to Sam's Club to check out sheets and pillows. They're going to get that full kit right there. So I that's kind of the lay of the land right now. And I think a lot of people are holding their breath at this point and saying, is this more like a W recovery where we're going to see a temporary spike in business and then it's going to drop back down? Or are we going to see things kind of level off? Um, so I think once we get past Labor Day, we're really going to have a better sense of that. Gotcha. Hey, Rob, I, I just want to say something, too. We've had a couple people tell us how helpful Nationwide has been 
And so we've actually asked the question. So knowing that you guys are our sponsor, we're like, hey, so have they been helpful? The websites, the information they're putting out there, all the safe shopping stuff you've done and A plus for you guys. We've had a lot of people tell us that it's been very helpful to be a nationwide member because of uh, all the stuff that you've done. But I think it goes back to why our partnership is so like makes so much sense is because we're kind of both in this to help the independent retailers out there. And so anyway, we've heard a lot of really great stuff about what you guys are doing. So the back to business hub is clutch. It's really clutch um, because there are so many different facets and it's like, you got all those big colorful squares up there (laughs) that have different topic areas that people can dig into super easy to navigate. I saw you guys just rolled out some really helpful social media assets. So people aren't like haunted by trying to come up with what to do. Just the toolkit, that's there and available is so robust. And, uh, you know, I think that might overwhelm people at times, but that that's where your field teams come in. I've talked to these guys and gals and they are so good at helping retailers figure it out, put a plan together and then take advantage of all those resources. Uh, that's, that's awesome to hear. And I know, I mean, like you said, we're, we're all in this together trying to you know just create resources, uh, make the connections, whether it's, you know, through talking and sharing stories or, or, uh, you know, just being there for them, having having some resources available to them. Um, it's all about making sure that this channel can survive and and operate and thrive. And, and that's kind of what, you know, what we're here for. Um, and part of that, too, uh, you know, on your end is these fireside chats that I know you guys uh, were, were doing and potentially still are. Uh, I don't know, but by the time someone's listening to this, but, um, you know, the, to talk about what those have been like at the campfire stories. There you go. <laughs> if you're watching this, we got we got some uh, swag available. See, <laughs> see that? Um, but uh, tell what what have those experiences been like getting people together? Uh, you know, in a in a different kind of setting, one where where you're engaging with larger groups and and what have those been like and and what have come out of them? Yeah, we did a six week series and it did wrap up, and we wanted to take that time whenever things were opening back up to bring retailers and the industry together to talk about the opportunities, the challenges, and really we call it campfire conversations because for all of human history, people have gathered around the campfire for warmth, connection, community, shared wisdom and advice so you can walk away more energized and more clear on how to proceed. And we, we hope that we accomplished that. We had a great turnout, you know, about 30, 35 people um, and different people floated in and out of each call. Um, and we did that six week series and put a retailer in the round. So we had somebody that was kind of our, our guest host there to talk about their experience. Roger Cunningham, one of your members, we had Trent Ramberger, we had Kevin split, we had Michael Grossman, we had Greg law and Katie law and Andrew and the team from sweet dreams. And we, we just took that time to say, let's ask them questions. Let's hear their experience. You're not alone. We're all in this together. And you know, I'll tell you, one of the coolest things that happened really goes back to something we talked about at the very beginning um, or a little bit ago, which was the personalization of your business. Um, Trent Ramberger has like an 84 degree curve in his spine. He, he has um, major, major issues. And a lot of doctors are like, I can't even believe you can stand up. And I was interviewing him and I said, Trent, talk, talk about posting that picture on LinkedIn of that huge question mark spine that you have and, and what that did. And he was, he was talking about um, how there was awareness around his condition for the month of June. And that opened up another story. And he talked about people connecting with that, people bringing their children in who were suffering from spinal issues and the connection that that vulnerability that he showed made to his community. And on that campfire call, that final one, um, a guy named Adam talked about a condition he had with his leg that made it double the size of his other leg and about how he was really embarrassed by that for many years. But by coming out and talking about it, not only at retail, but in some of these camps he does, you know, this little girl he mentioned saw for the first time in her whole life that this person is just like me and I'm not alone. And I think that's that's what you can do in independent retail. That's what you can do just as a, a person who's locally focused and, and cares about your community. Your vulnerabilities, people connect with those more than they do your victories. And Quinn and I talk about this all the time. 
And you never know how something like that's going to impact other people. And it impacted people right on those campfire calls. And I saw it because we were Hollywood Square style on Zoom. And you could just feel the emotion coming out of those. So I, we love doing that. We're going to try and, you know, kick up uh, some more ideas that people can, you know, come to those calls and, and maybe work on some specific things. But it was really fun to see that community kind of gel and form over those six weeks. And people, I think, walked away knowing, hey, I'm not alone. That's that's awesome. Um, and, and it kind of goes to show that, you know, there are so many inspiring stories in this industry uh, just from from so many you know different corners of it uh which is kind of a nice segue i was you know planning to ask about uh, especially during this time too you know when, when you need those kinds of stories to to be uplifting to yourself or your business uh and just you know kind of see that other side um is there anything any others like that that kind of come to mind as as far as what you've seen during this time of covid that uh you know really stood out to you maybe from the campfires or, or other episodes you guys have done um or retailers you've talked with that that really stand out about you know just what they're doing um that maybe either caught you off guard kind of gave you that emotional feeling anything like that well i great american home store in tennessee and by the way the cool thing about the the um, campfire talks too is like a lot of times uh, people would reach out to us after the show and go hey can you give me their contact information so they wanted to get connected to each other because of what someone else had said. So there's so much value in like sitting there going, oh, my gosh, that's horrible for me, too. Or yeah. I have the same problem. So it's just that, hey, man, we're all in the same boat. We're in the same storm. We're in the same storm. We're in different boats. Right. And so we saw that a lot. Um, I Actually, that story goes. There's another man, Trent's like racking at it, raking it in here. Um, I, I think about that story, Kinsley, with Trent um, during all this trouble. He used that time to shine a light on other businesses in his town. So um, cross-marketing for them and serving those other companies. And I thought that was a really cool thing to do. Great American Home Store put together a really cool spot. Um, and that's why the, the social media assets of what you guys are making available to people. It's not just like, what do you do? But it's like, how do you say it? Like, you got to be really careful here and not be tone deaf and not get too cheeky or too humorous in your approach to it, but, you know, strike the right chord of that. So it's really important. And so um, I think Great American Home Store did that. They had a really cool spot and they say, hey, look, we understand. Um, we know you're not out right now, but just so you know, you can shop us online. We're here for you. Set up appointments. So just things like that. I think we've, we've learned a lot from each other in terms of, yep, I like that approach. Um, and just kind of how to navigate it all because, and, and here's the cool stuff with our show, the creative thinking that's so Kinsley is constantly talking about the pirate flag. And if you fly your flag, um, then people come to you. If you're, a, if you're, I'm stealing your story here, Kinsley, sorry, but if you, <laughs> but it's such a good start. If you if you sail into a port, and I'm going to get it wrong, Rob, so just wait for him to correct me at the end of this. <laughs> I guarantee it. So you you navigate your ship into a port, right, and you hoist the Jolly Roger up. Then people are going to do one of two things: they're going to like come towards you because they're a pirate, or they're going to run like hell because they're afraid of pirates, right? And so with our show and with the um, whole campfire thing, you raise your flag. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. This is what we want for you. And then people come to you or they run away from you. And that was a great opportunity for people to come to us. So how did I do, Kinsley? Did I butcher you or? And I'm so proud of you. I really am. That was you. You captured the spirit of it, and that's all that matters. I got. I was watching Kinsley the whole time while you were telling that story to see his face to know if you were on track or not. It seemed pretty good. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Well, yeah, you know, tells in, in there. In, in Kinsley's story, he like draws it out. He introduces a parrot named Mikey and this whole story. And I'm like, you don't need the parrot in there. <laughs> Just the Cliff Notes version. That's all Tighten we need. It that's right. <laughs> Tighten it up. Oh, no, that's 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 awesome. But uh, you know, I I mean, as we're kind of coming through this, you guys had an episode recently. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of dove into what the uh, the future of, of this of what retail and mattress retailing could look like. Um, Getting a, you had a future. You might have even mentioned it, the name slip of me, but the retail futurist on Doug your Stevens. show, the Doug Stevens. So talking about what it could look like. So 
what you know whether from him specifically or you know just in, in kind of what you've had heard through conversations how how much will retailing change you mentioned already obviously the appointment retailing that we've seen um I, you know internally at nationwide obviously the the focus on digital more so than than in the past maybe uh with retailers but you know from from everything you're hearing how much will retail change because of covid it's for the mattress, change I mean, a lot. obviously for the mattress industry you know sp- specifically we we think that uh, we talked about this a little bit we've we think that um, crisis fast tracks trends and it's not going to fast track all trends but it definitely has the ability to move certain trends that we're already seeing traction and momentum into the future faster than they would have normally happened online education you think that's going to be a thing now yeah i just saw a commercial for free high school online completely free high school i would have been signing myself up for that by, by the way <laughs> back in the day uh so we're gonna see free high know, school educa- Free high school. Yeah, you want to go back? So, you and I should. You uh, and I should go back and dominate sports. Like I, <laughs> accredited G. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not even sure I could dominate now. I'm past my 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 point of being able to go back pickleball. even and dominate. They would kill me, but I would introduce pickleball. No, but isn't high school free for most kids unless you go into private school? Yeah, but, but I think what they were saying was you can go to high school anywhere in the country as long as you go to this school completely free. So it wasn't a state by state thing. It didn't appear there was, you know, a lot of times funding is from property tax and that in that market, real estate, you know, sales tax, whatever it might be. So, but, but anyway, the point being trends are fast tracked. So online education at the college university level, even in high school, we're seeing that really take hold zoom and video conferencing. That was kind of like, Oh, great. I got to get on a zoom call. Now it's kind of normal. Work from home is a trend. Work from home is not, something that's we're going to piece together as a society it's really going to take hold in a lot of ways so when i we look at retail and we talk to to doug stevens this futurist about what retail could look like of course the big obvious one is people are going to shop online and even if they don't purchase online they're going to start online and maybe they're then going to go to a store Um, and then if they leave that store and come home without purchasing they're going to want to be able to transact with that store, even if it's a local store, and they want it to be intuitive and simple to do. So whether it's buy online, pick up in store, I went to your store and then I wanna go home and think about it and buy online and have it be a seamless experience, really thinking through how you interfaced and transact and serve online, big deal. But when you get into the really crystal ball-y type futurist stuff, Doug thinks, and this, this really does map to online shopping because if you go online, a lot of times you're going to want to look at products. So let's say that you go online, you look at a mattress brand you really like, and then you want to go find it somewhere. Okay, that's kind of a natural flow for how you're going to shop. Doug says that brands are going to look for retailers to be media outlets. So instead of like treating the store as basically a miniature warehouse, Brands are going to find high quality retailers and maybe pay them to be in their store because in bigger markets, they've already seen this. If you have a mattress brand that did not have a presence, physical presence in that marketplace, you put in a store, they're seeing an online sales lift of about 30 plus percent, up to 34 percent. So they're increasing sales by a third just by having this media outlet this visibility, this experiential product place in a market. So he thinks that the new job of a lot of retailers is going to be, how do I create experiences with products and people in that space? So much so that people want to be on my channel, just like TV. You find the eyeballs and the demographic that is going to work best for you. And if it's ESPN and sports minded, and that's your mattress brand and you're all about sports. You're going to buy media on that station because they they have the right eyeballs. Same with physical retail. That's his prediction. Yeah, and I think further to what he's saying, one of the things I liked that he said was the um, one of the most important things for companies as we go forward is to value creativity in a different way. So value not the IQ but the emotional. IQ. And so people's ability for empathy or to think creatively, because as we go forward, it's those people that are going to have the advantage in the market. 
If you are listening to this right now and you are a retailer that is a place to conduct a transaction and you look kind of like the other furniture or mattress retailers or appliance shops out there, um, then your ability to succeed going forward is going to be limited. So it's the people who stand for something unique, who fit a different niche in the market, who create a killer experience once you're in the store. Um, Those are the people who are going to thrive and survive going forward. So I think there's a lot of truth in that. Right. And I, you know, funny, it all comes full circle, but it goes back to being able to tell those stories and differentiate yourself in one way or another. And hey, that's what we're, the three of us are here doing. So I, that's right. uh, it kind of all boils down to, to being able to, to stand out and um, make yourself stand out. And, you know, all, all, all you have to do is hop on a podcast and tell a story uh, at the end of the day, right? It's that simple, right? That's <laughs> so right. A little, little plug. <laughs> but. Well, and it's doing it and just like you're talking about, you know, when everything changed for us whenever we started going to a weekly podcast. And we know it's simple and it's like, just eat your own cooking here. It's like what we would tell anybody. You got to tell stories and you got to do it consistently over time because people, when you, when you disappear, you're gone. Um, you know, Saturday Night Live started airing on Tuesday nights. People would be really confused. You talked about Law and Order, SVU or whatever. <laughs> that show, you know, it's at, on at the same time yep. and it follows a similar format every episode because people can make an appointment with it and they kind of know what they're getting into. And it's consistency over time that builds trust and audience and brand and all the things that are going to help you differentiate. So you get in there, you figure out who you are, what you believe, and then you tell your story consistently, not erratically, no spurts and stops. Right. One of the things he talked about, Kinsey, do you remember he was talking about Nike? And they made a big decision at one point um, that they were going to um, reduce the number of retailers they did business with. And they did it drastically. It was like 50,000. I'm making this up. I'm totally wrong. Kinsey probably can remember better than I, but 50,000 doors down to like a thousand. Right. And their whole idea was to funnel their business through retailers that get it. And so if you think about your favorite brands that you're carrying now, if they were to do the same thing and really shrink the distribution base, but go through the retail channels that they felt added the most value, told the best stories, had the best experiences, would your retail establishment make the cut? And so going forward, you know, you look at as, as an example in our industry, Purple Mattress, um, they've done a, so Tempur-Pedic, in, in my opinion of it, is really the only company out there in Select that have created preference, real preference for the brand, right? So I don't just, um, I just don't know of the brand, but I want, I actually want the brand over other things. But Purple has put so much money into advertising. They've created raving fans. How do you make them feel like their customers? They like them because they love their spots. They love the creativity that they bring to the marketing space. So now there's an affection for that brand. So what Purple is doing is exactly what Tim Propedic did at the beginning. They're, they're picking and choosing the retailers in those markets that they want to push Purple because they have limited capacities. So that's a great example of what Kinsley just talked about. Like, you know, you are a, a touch point for their brand and they want to make sure that they send people to experience their brand in a place that gets it and does a great job. Right. And this is what happens when three podcasters get together and do a great, I could talk to you guys for three more hours um, and, and have fun with it. But we know, we know, I think you guys would agree. We know that uh, at a certain point you, you lose your listener. With us, yeah. Rob, we, <laughs> we can always come back for round dose. Okay? Oh, 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 there you go. Dose round of Dos Marcos. Uh, and I love it. No, but this has been uh, a lot of fun. And, and like I said, I, we could keep going, um, but we'll, we'll save it. We'll bottle it up for, for round dose. And uh, I, I, appre- I truly appreciate you guys taking the time out of your schedules uh, and, and chatting with us and sharing, imparting some incredible knowledge, you know, on, on the independent thinking uh, podcast for our retailers. So, um, you know, I hope to see you guys in person soon. Uh, but you know, for the time being, uh, I guess keep chatting every week. You guys said it every week on, you know, sleep mattress, uh, sleep podcast, mattress podcast.com. 
I'll there get you got mattresspodcast.com. Yeah. Mattresspodcast.com. And a uh, particular day of the week that you want to tell Every the Monday. Every Monday. Yes. To check. And if you go, just go to mattresspodcast.com real quick and a little box pops, pops up and you can put in your email. And then it'll just send it to you every week, so you know you what's happening in the mattress in the mattress galaxy. Get the get the notification, and uh, you know Dos Marcos can buzz your pocket. <laughs> so, there, you there you go. Hey Rob, we we really appreciate being on. Uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, we really appreciate um, Kinsley and I both love Nationwide. Um, the the people we've met, the experiences we've had at your live shows, the conversations we've had. It's been uh, remarkable for us. So for all that are listening and for all you guys out there, uh, thanks for being so cool to Dos Marcos. And every time we're around, it's a pr- pretty neat thing for us to get to do and, and be part of. It's awesome. I, it's it's certainly mutual. So we uh, we appreciate the support and um, you know you guys sharing the stories of the members. So uh, till next time. You can bounce on it. Oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader Well you take a spring and you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid if you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Kitchen is charming when your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment. What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no. You need springs and foam. Because if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We got the type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Because I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. Is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. Yeah.